Good morning, Trisha. Here is your Seeing Beautiful Again devotional by Lisa Turkhurst, read to you by your husband. The best place to park your mind today. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8. But even I have my... Before I even have my first cup of coffee most mornings, the mental battle begins. Lies bombard me with the scripts that don't line up with the truth of God's word and drag my mood down before I'm even given a fair shot to enjoy this new day. The mess that was left in my kitchen the night before will turn into an entire mental dialogue about how disrespected I am and how inconsiderate and uncaring my people are. The truth is, my people care deeply about me, but they are sometimes forgetful when they're up playing family games or having late-night chats. I wish my first inclination wasn't to personalize those dirty dishes, but the lies are loud and so convincing sometimes. I'll make snarky comment out of frustration, which just sets the comp- sets the complete opposite tone in my house than what I really want. Then the guilt of my morning annoyance turns into lies about myself because I should be more patient and understanding. It's not just in the kitchen. The more I entertain the lies, the heavier my heart feels all day long. It's no longer just about the dishes and the comments I made that morning. Those lies quickly trap, tap into the deeper wounds of my heart and deep insecurities that I have as a wife and a mother. Without even realizing it, those lies begin to inform my beliefs and steal my peace. The danger is that lies don't just pass through our thoughts. Lies ravage our beliefs. Lies unattended to affect the perceptions we form. The perceptions we form eventually become the beliefs we carry. The beliefs we carry determine what we see. That's why we must be so careful to recognize where lies are affecting us. Our faith can get fractured by the lies we let inform our beliefs. I've come to realize that what makes faith fall apart isn't doubt. It's being too certain of the wrong things. The wrong things I'm tempted to believe can be, it will never get better. My life will never be good again. God won't forgive me. I can't forgive them. I won't be able to get over this. God doesn't care. Instead of letting those defeating lies take over my emotions and dictate my reactions, I've learned to see them as warning signals. When I have a thought that is especially negative or condemning of myself or others, I pause to consider, is this really true? And what I'm discovering is that most of the time the answer is no, it's not. The Bible, while inspirational, is also very applicable. And when we turn to God's word to know what to do with the thoughts and lies causing commotion in our minds, we can begin to the work of transforming those first moments in the morning to holy moments. And then we can set a better pattern for all the other thoughts we have the rest of the day. In the book of Philippians, we find Paul in prison writing to the church in Philippi. If there were ever a perfect situation for someone to start believing the wrong things about themselves, their people, and God, it's Paul's writing a letter from prison. But he didn't waver. And in his closing words to Philippians, Paul addressed our thought life as Christians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about, think about, think about such things. Right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy. Those are the things to think about, and not just because they're delightful and fun and a fun break from the lies we like to explore, but because they will bring you peace. In the very next verse, verse 9, Paul highlights this promise by emphasizing once more that when we put this instruction into practice, the peace of God will be with us. 
I love that it doesn't say that the peace is dependent on our circumstances getting better. No, only that if we bring better thoughts to our circumstances, we will have access to the best peace there is, the peace of God. That is what I really long for. Friend, rather than giving space to any lies that are trying to come in and set up camp in your mind today, remember that God has given instructions for a better place to park our thoughts. This doesn't mean we deny ourselves processing hard things or complicated relational struggles, but it does mean we intentionally direct our thoughts toward what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, and praiseworthy. In the midst of the messes, the frustrations, the aggravations, and the irritations, I can still be a noticer of some good and redirect what I choose to park my mind. Is this self-help hype? No, it's the truth when we apply, when apply, it actually works. When we set our minds on the things of God, we will have direct and immediate access to peace of God. God, help me untangle any lie I'm believing and replace it with your life-giving truth. Help me set my mind and things that are on you, pure, lovely, admirably, praiseworthy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray that Trisha and I would never believe the lies that it will not get better. My life will never be good again. That God won't forgive me or forgive others. That I can't forgive others. That I won't be able to get over this that God doesn't care. May we never believe those lies. May Trisha never believe those lies. Bless her this day. Amen.